This is CliffCentral.com. Gentlemen by choice on CliffCentral.com. Hello to you sitting there and listening to Gentlemen by Choice. Welcome to this to the tribe of superstar leaders. I have with me some Pue. <laughs> that was actually quite good, I have to say. Like, <laughs> like uh, first time introducing the show, and uh, it's quite a session. Yeah, welcome you put to me the, in the spot. I did, though. I had to, you know. Yeah. Got to step out of our comfort zones in 2016, mm. you know. Mm. But, but, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Gentlemen by Choice. My name is Sampiwe Petros, as uh, the lovely Lady Lele had said. I hope your week's been good. Mine's been good, uh, challenging, a lot of work, but. Uh, Nonetheless, it's a good time to be alive and definitely big things are coming up this year. This yeah. has just been the... F- you know, January is almost over if you actually think about mm. it. I can't wait for it to be over though. Like uh, on the real, like uh, this struggle has uh, been too real. Yeah. I was actually talking to Duncan about this last night and I was like, yo, I bet January. Hey, my love You know what's interesting? I was talking to a lady this morning and she said... You know what? Never aspire to deal with small problems. They're not exciting. She's <laughs> like, big problems, difficult problems, they're the real problems. They're the exciting problems. So forget about the small problems. So this is just uh, just a passing yeah. of uh, the times and the winds and yeah. what the waves, what, what, all of that. Yeah. But I think um, as much as we say that um, these are small things and uh, we really need to emphasize that fact that it is small things. Mm. I don't know, like there are bigger fish to fry in this world. There are bigger things to aspire for in, in 2016. And I actually want to find out from you, what are you aspiring for, for in 2016? I mean, as much as it's uh, it's been a new year for three weeks already, I really need to understand from your point of view, where are you going this year? What are you going to speak into life today? Because uh, today is all we got to build tomorrow. Mm. Hey man, but it's uh like I want to say it straight up like uh, this year is a year of big risks, uh, massive moves, and um, a lot of people are gonna be mm. disappointed <laughs> with uh, the plans that they had out for me. But well, I'm glad you didn't say pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> disappointed. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll put it down lightly. A lot of people are gonna be disappointed because you know they have a a certain plan for some people, but some people is not going in that direction. He's going in the direction he's always been supposed to be going in. Mm-hmm. And I'm going harder than ever before. Hey, 2015, the end of 2015, like now that I think about it, the end of 2015 was proper rough. Yeah. So like that just shows we got to run harder because you never know when your last day on this, uh, on this earth is. Actually, and you know, sorry to, 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 to interrupt. Yeah. The, the worst, well, yeah, the worst possible thing that could ever happen to you by you going after what you what you're meant to do yeah. that you know in your heart is that you could die. Yeah. And um, but what so a way to if, go out! If, exactly. <laughs> so if that's the worst possible thing, that's just that's a beautiful yeah, thing. Yeah, it's it, unlimited. Like you just just go at it. You no, know, definitely. But Lele, tell me how was your week? Because I mean, I told you about my week. It's been uh, it's yeah. been real. But there are some highlights I have to say. But how was your week? My week was good. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've also been working on some admin work for Vine Branches yeah. and Plugged. Still at it, pushing um, sponsorships, having meetings. Um, yeah, clinching meetings for next week, you know, to, yes. to get the ship running. I'm, no. I'm really excited. I know, like, I'm in the background and I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. Um, just seeing that the bigger picture is, is there. It's, it's being painted. Ish. 
And I always, I was so you guys the, can focus on painting the bigger picture, and I'll deal with the with the admin stuff. Yes, you know, like that stuff excites me. You know that because I mean, like it it just shows like when you are intentional in your effort to mm. to build something, it's amazing how it comes together with the people that you're around. Like I sometimes feel like I'm wasting time with certain things that I'm doing. I'm not gonna mention those certain mm-hmm. things uh, because. Uh, <laughs> Because uh, <laughs> some of those things are really putting in the finances, mm. but um, there are certain things that I feel like in this life um, are really holding us back. Um, I had quite a few highlights this week. I didn't ask you, what was your highlight before I tell you my highlight? My highlight, well, I could say this morning, the chat that I had, remember I mentioned earlier, oh, the, I lead? had a chat with uh, Madira. Mm. She's a um, Lesakho's colleague. Mm. She's just, yeah, she's very unapologetic about it mm. and, uh, how, like her views about our country and, and what she thinks about leadership and what, yeah, it's just, it was, it was mind blowing. I'm going to share, I'm going to share some. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was very interesting. No, that's proper stuff. So yeah, I mean, I had uh, quite a few highlights. Uh, first of all, I'm uh, grateful for life, you know, mm. each and every week I'm grateful because I realize I'm actually still recovering from uh, that other accident, but it's okay. Mm. That, the ligaments are recovering and all of that. But uh, what is my highlight? Okay, let me talk about uh, first and foremost how it just seems that uh, God's really putting a, a lot of certain things in place and uh, making certain moves so that I can move in the right direction. The year started off in a great way. I mean, uh, last night I got my uh, complimentary copy of Destiny Man and mm. uh, found myself on page hey, 91. I saw some fun, brother. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I saw myself on page yeah. 91 I was like okay This is how we start off the year like, I've that's, been waiting for that Yeah It's about damn time right yeah. Like you know So um, Well done No thank you Thank you very much uh, It was uh, It was uh, worth it all I mm. have to say Oh thank you very much yes. uh, I didn't expect no, that No you uh, deserve it Oh yes yeah. <laughs> Wow <laughs> But uh, yeah man uh, Yeah That was That was amazing And um, I think Another highlight I have to say Straight up and foremost Like as Um in our country, you know, I think this is certain stuff that we're going to talk about. And I mean, we had a, a great talk with uh, William last week. And uh, yo, for those of you who didn't hear the chat with William, mm. I, I think you you best believe you need get to that ke- get that podcast, download that thing because uh, it was on another level. Yeah. Yeah. William Zulu, Zulu Moises. Yeah. It was another kind of character. But you know that it's nice to see how we can clear sorts of uh, racial blurs uh, with... Um, people like that South Africa is not really in in a bad space mm-hmm. we're just trying to discover ourselves you mm-hmm. know and uh, we're moving forward um it's sad to see what's been happening to Gareth but um like I have to say that uh, somebody has to stand up against uh, this yeah. monster and uh, he's gonna overcome it so my highlight is to see him overcome it yeah. because he deserves to overcome it yeah. like it's not nice to see people close to you being called out like that but no bruh this is not going to be something that holds us back. It's going to be something that moves us forward as a unit. Yeah. I always say there's beauty in ashes. Yeah. So they can think that they're burning down whatever it is, you mm. know, um, with responding to what he said or, or just everything that's that's been going on. Yeah. Some beauty is going to come out of these ashes. Yeah, it's definitely. It's uh, a beautiful thing is going to come out of it. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people are going to have a voice after this. That's mm. the biggest thing. A lot of people have just settled for the mere fact that um, the system, and I keep on talking about the system because it, it actually, you see, if anything would piss me off, this system pisses mm. me off because a lot of people are caught in the system and they're not moving out of it. So somebody has to fight the system. 
I'm going to do my part to fight the system in my way and I'm going to address certain things this year. Like I said, a lot of people will be disappointed. A lot of people will be angry. But, uh, you know, if you invoke emotion somebody, I mean, that pushes them towards something. Yeah. So um, I'm not here to, to make you comfortable this year. I'm straight up going to talk the talk and talk about the, the stuff that needs to be spoken about. Yeah, we really need that. Like it's it's about time. Yeah, and it's not about um, highlighting our differences, but rather understanding our differences. We are all unique, mm. but the problem with um, this whole racism thing is is this distraction that we continually focus on this problem rather than building solutions. So racism is uh, is not something that we can use as a crutch anymore in South Africa. We need to move forward now. It's time to make moves into building this nation and. Uh, we're talking about that today. Um, we're going to be talking about certain things. Do we actually need a, a revolution or a reformation in our country? I mean, we've got um, some uh, interesting guests that will be joining us uh, throughout this hour. And um, we're going to be talking straight up, not just South Africa, but Africa. Yeah. Africa is at large because we are Africans before South Africans. Mm-hmm. And the people that we're bringing in today um, and in the coming weeks are going to make major strides in order to to put in their input and their expertise in yeah. molding our nation. Yeah. I, you know, the there was an interesting thing that I learned is that someone said, yeah. what is it? The opposite of love is not hate, it's indifference. So it just opened my eye to thinking when people are... Wait, wait say that again. Sorry. The opposite of love yeah. is not hate, it's indifference. Shucks. Yeah. So... We just are not getting along right now yeah. only because of differences. Mm-hmm. And differences are things that can be exposed by communicating. Exactly. So that's the only thing that's, that's making us fight. And, 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 and to just touch on what um, Madira said earlier on as well was that with the leaders that we've had in our country, outside of our country, the Obamas, you know, the, the, um, the Bushes and, and, and all these people, they've had some form of vision. Yeah. For what they're leading. Yeah. And that they've, they've taken that vision and mobilized the force. Exactly. Behind it. So where there is no vision. We perish. Straight, literally. We straight up perish. And that's where our indifferences come in and we mistake them for hate. But you actually raised a, ver- a very, very relevant point there. Like, um, I think I've been speaking to a couple of friends about this. You know, as a country, what are we standing for? Yeah, that's a good question. Because if we're not standing for anything, we will for fall for everything, yeah. right? And where are we going as a country? I mean, where do we want to go? Where do yeah. you where do you see the country? Maybe that's something we need to talk about. Yeah. Maybe that's something we need to discuss today as well. Maybe you should drop us a, a message on our WeChat or something, or just tweet at us and just just let us know where do you see South Africa in the next coming years? What do you think we should stand for? Because at the moment, I don't understand what our vision is. Yeah. We said we'll perish straight up. But what is our vision as a nation together? And what are, our, what are we doing right now mm. in order to make sure that we're getting there? And actually, just to add on, this is the consultant to me coming in. What are we doing to quantify the effort that we're putting in? Mm. How are we measuring our effort? Like, is there any sort of measurement that we're putting in? How do we hold, hold our politicians accountable? How do we hold our leaders accountable to what, what we're doing? This is stuff that we need to talk about because it's the only way we'll move forward yeah. straight up. Because if you think about it, 
Mandela stood for reconciliation. Yeah. We all knew that. Like he was not even backing down. He wanted to sit down and talk. Yeah. You know, he didn't want to fight. He 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 had great um advisors, you yeah. know, the Oliver Tambos, but he still stood by the fact that I want to reconcile, I want to talk. Mm. And uh if you think of Tabumbeki, he he was more of the economic uh uh you know, side of our country. Yeah. Leading that part, you know, but now that leadership wasn't strong enough to last us years later. Yeah. And then when you think of our own president, where, what? <laughs> what is <laughs> Honestly, you yeah. know, because there needs to be some form of mass conscious population that yeah. is, that is guiding us into it. But if, if, if your leader doesn't stand for something, something at least, what, like what is that one thing that when, when, you say sits Jake, there. and you say Jacob Zuma. Yes. What's that thing you think of, right? Yes. Because when I think Mandela reconciliation, when I think um, Becky, I think economic yes. development. When you think Obama, you think leadership. Yeah, leadership. Yes, we can. Those yeah. are the words that he spoke about. But Jacob Zuma, this is what I think. Ooh, ooh this is what I think. It's actually <laughs> okay. This is what I think of Jacob Zuma. So when I hear Jacob Zuma. <laughs> that's exactly what I think. It's actually so awkward. Yeah. Like that's that's all. Yes, like, because all we get to hear is like, Ganda, you yeah. know, and uh, Ganda, got Jacob Zuma. <laughs> <laughs> like it's awkward. Like it's yeah. straight up awkward. And it's sad, you know, which is why I really question: Are we? Do we need to reform something, or are these revolutionary? Strikes really necessary to it's, get what we want from our government, and will we ever get what we want? Exactly. And are we supposed to get what we want? Yeah. Okay, that's something else. So are we supposed because to? Because sometimes not do, everyone is going to agree with your vision, exactly. but if you get a group of a or, or, or other population, yeah, yeah, that agrees with your vision and sees it clearly. Mm. Mm. Then those who are against it will see that they actually fighting against themselves. If, if if there is some form of mass consciousness involved in it, I actually want to ask the question as well. Like, and this is to you: Is politics the solution? That's another question we need to understand. Like, yes. Are we going to change our nation by casting a mere vote and depending on somebody else, or is there something that you could do to make South Africa a better place? Because as as it is, we do have people, you know. Down yeah. here Who are Making a difference In their own communities yeah. Making a difference And yes we I mean I, I, I acknowledge the fact That a president Can't come into a community To make a change mm. You know and, and Remember the last time We were actually talking about Who would you vote for Yeah Right And uh, I had a chat again uh, Well with the chat That I had this morning With, with Madira Is that It's not that We don't have leaders We do have leaders Yeah We do have We like we have You know People who Who, who have the ability and the skills, but are they willing? <laughs> because politics, when you think about, or rather presidency, to be more accurate, it takes up your whole. Literally, you know, your life doesn't belong to you. You anymore. lose yourself. Yes, and your family needs to sacrifice their own lives as well. Yes. You know, and 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 your wife also needs to be. Uh, she was she was telling me that um, thingy. Uh, who's this? The wife of Obama. Michelle, yeah, right. She was re. Apparently, they're going to like a rehabilitation thing, yeah, where they go in and they have to unlearn. If you were like a career woman, you have to unlearn all of that 
you know, so I'm a woman. They fem- mold they you mold into you the first lady. Into the first lady, so that you can make sure that he becomes the best president, or yeah, the best man that 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 he needs to be. Because when the media has all these negative things that they uh, to say about you, yeah. even though they're not true, but I mean, media is media. At the end of the day, you need to come back to a home where they will remind you that Simpiwe, you are just Simpiwe, yeah. and uh, you humble we, yourself. Yes, we all know that those things are not true. You know, don't let that. T- uh, Get to you Because yeah. at the end of the day You are some of the five people That you are surrounded by And exactly. if your family Is not what they need to be For you to be a good president Already mm, mm. That's deep That's very deep you're So that was very interesting For for me to learn That sucks She's actually right I mean in any In any career In, in any path A man needs a good woman, a woman who is, you know, as dedicated to his vision as he is. Not that she must submit and lose herself, but support. Yes, and she, yeah, no, that's that's a she beautiful thing. She needs to thing. get the big, the bigger picture. Honestly, if uh, if I find a woman that uh, believes in my vision just as much as I am, I do, then like I've won the jackpot. There's nothing else you need. Yeah. Like you will feel like the most powerful man in the world. Yes. If you have something like that, there's actually a quote. I I, I can't um, remember it accurate w- word for word, but mm-hmm. I where's that one actually made me aware of this. He said, Michelle said someone. It was an it it, it was an interview, and they said, um, what did they say? They mentioned something about uh, her being you know Obama's wife yeah. and uh, her being the first lady, and it it sounded as though they were saying you know she's like the trophy first lady thing. Yeah, yeah. Then she was like, no. Um, if I wasn't married to Obama, then he wouldn't be the president. <laughs> Levels. <laughs> what? Yeah. Like that is your. She no. fired some shots. No, those were shots fired. Like, yeah. People were taken out. Like it was. It was. It was. It was crazy. Like it was. It was like. <laughs> like it was crazy. It was a war zone yeah. out there. Like. <laughs> yeah. Like no. Those, and, the it people that were attacking her, it was late for them. Exactly. Because nah. she was just like, no, 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 I'm not a doormat. Just yeah. because uh, I, I'm a wife to the president and it looks like I'm not doing anything. Yes. In actual fact, if it wasn't for me, he wouldn't be there. Yes. That made me change how I think and view being married to a man with a vision. Yeah. Because it's always been a matter of, no, you got to do you, girl. And, uh, you know, no... uh, uh Chase after your thing, career woman, no woman who don't want to get married because of this and this and this, whatever it is. It's always been looked as, uh, t- towards as though it's not important. Yeah. When you think about it like that, but that it just changes the whole thing. It yeah, doesn't you, mean you're losing yourself. You just realize the role you have to play and yes. you make sure that you excel in that role. Yeah. And I think that's the most important thing that we need to realize that let's not put male or female or whatever it is. Let's look at the country at large. There's a lot of problems we face. Mm. If we all took one problem and made sure and invested in our effort to make sure that it's eradicated, then the world would be a better place. That's that's exactly the same thing. It's all about taking responsibility and ownership for what you need to do and making sure that you do a damn good job at mm. it. And make sure that, like, hey, man, there's a lot of things that I, I need to do with my life, but I need to give as well. It's not about me. This life that we live, I think the the moment you realize that you're not, it's not about you, that's when you really become truly free because that's when you can do so much more. Uh, it's, it's crazy. It's we cra- need excellent micromanagement. Mm. And when things are managed, you know, there at the bottom very well, then yeah. it's easy to build it up. Yeah. But if it's failing from up there, mm. how are we going to bring it down? 
Because like now, like, let's let me bring it back to South Africa and politics. I mean, yes, imagine we're talking about politics. Like, imagine I never, I never imagined myself doing this. Like, but okay, like uh, seeing that the problems that we face need to be spoken somebody about. Somebody has to do it. Yeah, somebody has to speak about them. Let's take it back to Jacob Zuma, who and in the current moment in our country, everything about politics and the ANC has to do about Jacob Zuma and how much of a joke he is. Mm-hmm. Like. That's that's all we hear. We don't hear about what he's doing, anything good, all of that. And that's that's the most important thing you need to realize. As a leader, you need to draw the attention away from you in order to serve the people. But right now, it's uh, it's a little bit weird, man. I think these politicians are really focused on themselves. And I don't necessarily like that. If there wasn't the system called politics, I think I'd go for president. But uh, we'll leave that to Lesejo to go through all that nonsense and admin. And yeah, well, he has to deal with the politics at work first. Yeah. And if he succeeds at that, then he can he can branch into different types of politics. Because I, no, politics no, is everywhere, if you think about it. It is there, but not class of a long time. And I just can't. Like, I just... Yeah. like. I just get irritated by small and menial procedures and legislation. You know me. I'm but that's the sad thing about presidency. Your life just doesn't belong to you. Yeah, so I can't be president. Like that's why I said Lesejo, I'll be your your vice. Where all the attention is focused on you and I can really just make sure things happen, mm. like and push beyond the boundaries. You know, I'm a I'm a rebel for a cause. I straight up say it simply because I always question why things are being done the way they are. And I, it's it's my nature. It's in my nature to question. But why can't I do that? I feel like I want to. You know, sometimes it doesn't work out in the such best. Such a feeler. Yeah, I am <laughs> such a feeler. Yeah. A straight up truth. Like I, but hey, as long man. as it, it's with a sober mind. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely, definitely. But yeah, I I trust my gut so much that I depend on it. On mm. the on the real. Like my gut feel is. Always, almost, right. it's yeah. almost always right. Like I, I haven't gone against my gut in a while, and uh, certain things have turned out in my favor. I mm. have to say. Another thing that I've learned, which was very interesting, was that we don't need, and it's not that because Zuma he's not considered an intellect, then he can't, he's not fit to be a president. Mm. We don't need an intellectual president. And Zuma's wise. He's, he's, a, he's wise. We need someone who is wise, but who is a, an initiator, who cultivates leadership so that when he steps off, his leadership can still stand. You know, people can see that. Okay. We need an implementer. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's, it's, it's very interesting to know that if we needed to be led by intellects, then why are intellects not Earning so much money. Yeah, intellectuals. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, there's a Professors lot of us. get the least, if anything. Yeah, well, yeah, one of the least. You know, so it's a mixture of everything. Yeah, it's uh, it's about the package, not what that one thing that you are good at. Like, but now the sad thing is that he's leading intellects, people who have good sound reading. He's leading people who who mm. who understand and know who they are, what they want in life. You know. And that 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 needs wisdom, if yeah, not no. more than that. The decisions that Zuma has made in the past couple of months have just been uh, a mess. It's just like I understand what you're saying in mm. essence, because what he's uh, made and the whole finance minister debacle, the rand is still struggling. 
I can't go to the UK anytime soon because I know, like, I'm gonna be no, paying. No, there's no of, such a thing, though. No, no, we, we can't, we can't run. Yeah. If we run, then what's gonna happen? No, we've got uh, families down here. Exactly, exactly. And I can't leave the, I can't leave South Africa. I need to solve the problems. But if I wanted to go for holiday, even twenty four rand to yeah. the pound or something crazy like that, the dollar is at like sixteen. Last time I checked, sixteen, seventeen rand. It even hit eighteen at some stage. It's crazy times we live in, and then. And then, oh, and then there's this thing called racism that's distracting us yeah. from the true problem and moving forward. And you know, the, the one thing that I have to say about this whole racism thing is that racism is not just in South Africa. Let's go to America mm. and see this whole Oscars boycott. Um, Will and Jada Smith are yeah. boycotting the Oscars because there are no black, black actors yeah. that are being recognized or nominated for the Oscars. So like, this is it's not just a South African problem. We just need to embrace our differences. And move forward in that regard. But hey, man, yo, we've had a discussion for already half the show and uh, we haven't had our, our, our guy in. Hey. But um, I think we should take a break. And then um, once, once, once the break's over, we're going to talk about this whole reformation, revolution. What's the way forward for South Africa? Your input is really appreciated. I mean, we, we need to talk about this. We're a tribe. We're a family. We're a unit. We are South Africans. We are global citizens. And let's build our nation for the better. You listen to Gentleman by Choice, and we'll be back right after this. Gentleman by Choice on CliffCentral.com. So you listen to Gentleman by Choice, and uh, for the first half of the show, we're really talking about uh, the state of our nation. Not even the state of our nation, but actually the state of our world. world. Like, it's actually quite crazy, like, what's been happening in our, in our country and our world. And 2016 really kicked off with a bang, I have to say, because, I mean, you're... Like People don't I f- waste time. I feel like we've had a year already. Yeah. After the last three weeks, and it's it's really been crazy. I have to say. So um, I'm really excited to welcome our guest today. Our guest is a leader, and he is an influencer, and he is one of the major influencers in Africa. He's going to be a major influencer, if not a major influencer at the moment. Um, our guest today is Axon Mwami, a leader and a transform and transformation coach, making waves. And created a new and fresh ideology of human life and achievement. He is the president of Eagle Leadership Africa. He's a BCom graduate in marketing management. And he wrote his first book at the age of 21, which was called The Drugs for Success Addicts. I know he also wrote a book called um, I Interviewed God. And I heard a lot about this. And uh, a good friend of mine, Swissiso Molimi, continuously quotes this man when yeah. uh, he makes uh, his uh, speeches and all of that. But let's hear from him and uh, hear a bit about his story. Excellent. How are you doing, man? Um, I'm awesome, man. How are you? I'm great. I'm man. excited, man. Yeah, man. I'm excited. Great to see you. Great to see you too. Wow. You know, you know, I've heard so much about Excellent and I've seen so much of Excellent on social media. So it's actually quite an honor to have you on in studio with us today, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm honored. I'm honored to actually meet you, man. You, you look actually, you look good. You no, look thanks, good. man. You too, man. Like, you look uh, like a gentleman. Yeah, but you too. Like, I love your time, man. Like, I have to say, I, I must leave it <laughs> once, <isn't> it? <laughs> once. <laughs> Awesome. But yeah, Axon, tell us a bit about yourself. Where are you from? Where were you born? How was your upbringing? So we can just get to know you. Wow, uh, that's amazing. Uh, let me talk about where I was born. I was born in a village called Tulisha mm-hmm. in Zambia. Uh, yeah. Uh, I've lived in Zambia uh, for up until I was 17. Yeah. You know, um, I, I grew up in, in those areas where my parents were peasant farmers. Really, you know, you you eat, 
and you leave the seed for next season. Shucks, yeah. You know? But that was good. I mean, I mean, I'm telling you, it, it was so normal because that's all I knew. Yeah. And you didn't feel I mean, like I didn't you feel like it's just now that when I look back and I go like, Oh, this is a story to tell. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I was born for, from that background and then moved into Lusaka, the capital. And, uh, you know, it's just recently, um, in 2008 when i moved into south africa the beautiful south africa mm, 2008 you said 2008 okay yeah 2008 and so. how old were you when you moved to south africa you know when i moved to south africa i was 17 Shock, so a young man yeah. just moving into south africa I'm, I'm 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 a young man yeah why did you come to south africa though just out of interest i i know south africa is uh Apparently the land of dreams and opportunity in Africa and all of that. But I want to hear your point of view. What made you decide to come to South Africa? 2002. Yeah. I'm in the farm with my father. And, you know, when we were farming in the village, they give us three lines. You know, you have to take your own lines and finish before you go home. Yeah. And I'm farming and they are way ahead of me. And my father turns back and he comes to me and he says, young man, let me tell you something. You really need to work hard academically or else you eat your own thesis. What? Hmm. It was in 2002. And, oh man. Now, have you ever heard the truth that pained you so much, but you knew it was the truth? Yes. Mm. I didn't like it. And you can't even fight the truth. You you can't even fight the truth. So I had uh, my elder brother who was in the town, in, in, in town, you know, in the city. So when he came to visit, ah, and he left, I wanted to live with him. I remember crying. I wanted to live with him. Yeah. But I mean, he did it. My father, I mean, my father, out of the 11 children, he only had two boys. So if I had to leave, we are leaving, you know, an African man without a man to take over. So, you know, I, I remember in 2002, 2003, I decided to run away from home when he was in a, he went to a political meeting. <laughs> you know, went into the city and I joined my big brother there. Ah, that is where I encountered life. Uh, you know, you know, uh, those, those, those few years, I got exposed, yeah. you know, to the world. Yeah. Uh, but my biggest dream, I uh, started in the farm though. Uh, but then we you know when in the city, then my brother in, in 2007 decided to move to South Africa. Yeah. And I had two options in 2009, in 2007. I, I remember very well. Yeah. I was doing my grade nine and I, it's either I go back to the village where my father said to me, if you don't work hard, you, you eat can your, eat your feces, yeah. Or I have to look for another way. Yeah. And I think that's where my whole story started because that was in the year when I slept in an unfinished building. That's yes. a year when I, I used the camera to get pictures to get food. Sure. That's a year when I was kicked out of a few houses and I used to live out on my friends' houses. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with those options, uh, my brother organized for me to join him in South Africa and yeah. <laughs> here you are today. By God's design, <laughs> here I am today. <laughs> yes, Eva. This sounds like such an interesting story because, I mean, when you arrived to South Africa, that was the, the beginning of a new chapter, a new journey. It was. It was actually when I came here, I was here to visit, mm-hmm. uh, preparing myself to go back to a boarding school in Zambia. Yeah. Uh, you don't, you, you, you would be very shocked the perceptions we have over each other in Africa as mm. African countries. Yeah. One of it was a Zambian education is better than South Africa. African education. I remember myself crying, going like, I, I really don't want to stay in South Africa because I want to get 
The best education, yeah. In your view, the best education. But I think that is the view of the world. Mm. Mm. We have been influenced to believe that a quality education equals a quality life. Mm. Mm. And we, I used to fight for that. Yeah, yeah. Until now, my eyes are open and, well, I'm a label like you. <laughs> no, but that's proper, man. I mean, uh, you came to South Africa. You said you came to visit and all that. But what made you stay then? What made me say then, you know, um, my brother just said, look, uh, you'd rather stay here. And even myself, when I looked at the state of the country, mm-hmm. the exposure that comes with it. The opportunities. The yeah. opportunities that comes with it, mm-hmm. you know. I, I remember going into into high school in Atridgeville and because I needed to have a local language, but I mean, you know, doing a local language in grade 10 and writing metric. Yeah. Then I had to drop out and then I went through the, the FET um, College, colleges, yeah. you know. But yeah, what made me stay here was really that I prepare myself for the bigger vision mm. that I have for even Africa as a whole. Sucks. So you had this dream. Like let's let's backtrack a bit because you told me that you had this dream while you were at the farm, and you said no that this dream is something that I wanted to become. Right? I want to become. Yeah, you want to become, and you wanted to become, and it Definitely. started there. That's where your dream started in the farm. Yes. And you said you just wanted to impact Africa, and that you have a dream for Africa. But what is that dream? You haven't told us yet. I was about to. Ask 2001, <laughs> general elections in Zambia. They're yeah. voting. I remember my dad, my dad was very, he is still very active in politics, you mm-hmm. know. And, but in the village, you know what they do when they want you to make sure you win votes for them. They used to give him seeds, you know, for farming <laughs> and he'd come with seeds and they also used to, I remember in 2001, they gave him a new bicycle. That's the bicycle I learned. Yes, because I mean that's a mode of transport in those days. Yeah. Believe you me, I I was I was raised in in a time when when we heard the sound of a car, we used to run to see the cars. I Mm. mean, you know. So I learned to 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 ride the bicycle that they gave him from the party called UPND. It was then founded by Mazoka. And when they were doing elections, and it was time for 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 results. You don't know. I was so young, but very addicted. Yeah. You know to politics. And I remember I was voting for the opposition. Yeah. But I was, of course, not like in voting because I was still young, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but you I was voting in your heart. I was, voting, I was in... voting in my heart. Yeah. And the man was leading with about 24,000 votes. And overnight, you know, the ruling party took over. So wait, the opposition was leading by 24,000 votes. I, I was excited by yeah. then, you know. Yeah. I, and, and overnight... The ruling, party you know, took the ruling party took over and that's where I learned my first English word that I learned actually was in politics is rigging. Yeah. I had no but they rigged the votes. I was like, how unfair can it be? Mm. What? That the man I see my father working so hard for believing with his heart that he would change the state of living for my family. Mm. Now he's not going to be president. I literally shed a tear. Yes, and from that you were that invested from a young age. I said to myself, I am making sure I go to school every day, learn and become the president of Zambia. Mm. That's my dream. The president Um, of Zambia. I'm going back there. What? President of Zambia. (laughs) That's what you deserve right now. Ah, uh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) What? So that's a dream. That's a dream. That's a powerful dream. So a tell dream. me, you, now we know what, now we know what, we understand why you want to do it, because you want to in, initiate change and cr- create a better living life, living standard 
for not just Zambians but Africans in but Africa. You know, yeah. I, I always say it's becoming clear every day. Yeah. You know, it's it's not a limited vision. Mm-hmm. This is a vision that I've had for the past ten years, feeding my mind with it. It is shaping each and everything that is happening around me. Believe yeah. you me, and not only for Zambia. Mm-hmm. I always tell people I'm going there for five years to make sure that. 10,000 young people are mentored. By the time I'm done with my five years reign, these 10,000 people should be leaders ready to take on a country anytime. Mm. And then I'm going into the AU, Mm. uh, African Union, to be a consultant for leadership for Africa because Africa needs to change. Mm. Sucks. That's powerful stuff. So tell me, a lot of people have dreams, right? In essence, I want to understand what you are doing now. To enable yourself to achieve that dream Let's talk about when you got to South Africa And the years after high school And you've had this dream continually What have you done To take those active steps Towards that dream Yeah, your cultivations You know, um Went into the AFT 2009, I went to 2011, I was studying marketing, but, you know, I got involved. I, I was actually SRC president of the Harat Sivande uh, College in 2011. Yeah. And it's for that drive. Um, it, people wanted to be, as I've seen SRC people take on a political mandate. Yeah, yeah. Mine was not a political mandate. Yeah. Being president is nothing to do with politics for me. It's mm. everything to do with transformation and mm. change. Yeah, yeah. And that is when I got this ignition within me to say, you know what? I shouldn't wait to be president of a country for me to start the change I want to see. Yeah, yeah. And it's not only about that, because if I have to wait to be president, that means I'll only impact those few that I'll be around in Zambia. Mm. Yeah, in what those about, couple of years only. In those couple of years. Yeah. What about me starting now to create change? Mm. What is the biggest problem in Africa? The biggest problem in Africa. Africa is an African person does not know he has a problem. Yeah. <laughs> That's power. You know, that that is exactly it. We don't realize that we have the problem. We don't realize yes, that we have a problem. Because you can't change what you don't admit to. Yeah. I said this last week. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. So I, I sit and I'm thinking, wow, okay, if then that, that means... I have a solution to a problem, but the only problem that I'm facing right now is the people I will present my solution to do not okay. even know. They, they need it. Yeah. So what should I do? While I am still underage to become the president, what about me helping Africa realize the problem so that when my time comes, it will be easy for me to present the solution? Sucks. Hmm. That's powerful stuff. So tell us about some of the things that you're doing. Some of the things I'm doing. I'm president of Eagle Leadership uh, Africa. Uh, what we do there is simply transforming um, followers into leaders and leaders into change makers. Mm. So we're starting right on the grassroots. We go into schools. Um, I think if you are with me on social media, you see we do a lot of schools. Yeah. I, I have a passion for schools. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. believe. Can I make this statement? I believe one of the greatest weapon that has been used against Africa yeah. is former education. Yeah. And we have not even realized it. I agree with you on that. Mm. Very fact that, so I, I am going committedly with a team of eagle leaders. We have committed to go into schools and say, get your former education to know what you are signing. Yeah. But make sure you also get your self-education. So we do leadership development, mentorship, um, all the way up into where we go into organization. Uh, I have privileges where I work with organization just to inspire and motivate people in employment to come against the system. Mm. The system. I've been talking about this. Yeah. 
I've been waiting for you, bro. Awesome. <laughs> I've been waiting for you. See Honest. why I figured he's the guest for, for, for today's topic. <laughs> like, honestly, I've been waiting for you. Yeah. People, I talk about the system and people don't understand that there's this system. There is a system. And people are blind to the system. People are blind to the fact that they're caught in a trap where they go to school, then they go to university, then they go to the job, and then they die. People are even caught up in a situation where they're ignorant that what is being used right now is the law of elimination in Africa. Do you know that if all of all the grade 12s for this year, for last year had passed, yeah. that would be a problem? It would be a problem. To the system. Yeah. It so, would disrupt the system. So think about what they have done to make sure that they reduce yeah. the number of matriculants who passed. And they attack you in your mind. They attack you in your mind. Yeah. They literally break you down in your mind to make sure that you don't believe that you can pass or be that person you're supposed to be. I agree with you 100%. Definitely. So those, that is what I'm currently doing. I'm, I'm doing that. I, I, I work. I mm. have a full-time work. Yeah. I'm working um, financial aid and that is, you know, assisting with the NSFS and everything. Yeah. And that means I interact with students on a daily basis. So you are literally working in an arena that fulfills your purpose. In I'm essence. working in an arena that fulfills my purpose. Mm. And uh, I always say to people, 7.30 up until to 3.30, I am committed to making sure that... Uh, Students are, are served in the FET and uh, from that time up until midnight and I take a sleep and in the night I'm working on Africa. Mm. Mm. That's levels. That are, those are levels. But now what I want to ask you is um, before we get to the serious talk, this is just going to be like one minute, two minute uh, the talk and then we want to talk about the serious problem. Awesome. So you say that uh, you're working and you're working in an arena that fulfills your purpose. But let's talk about the 7.30 to 3.30. When will you be able to focus on Africa wholly from 7.30 down to midnight, no matter what? You see, uh, I love that question. And uh, the simplest way most people I associate myself with ask me is, dude, when are you resigning? Look, <laughs> <laughs> like, the disease is the system. Yeah. Mm. And... Um, for you to overcome the system, you must know the system. Mm. And I always say this. I am not rushing into being outside of the system before the people that I want to save from the system realize it. Mm. I have limited time within it. Yeah. Because I've been in there, I think now it's five years. Uh, you know, I must, I must, I must live. So I, I've got about two to three years to, to prepare myself and just get out. Of, but I, I want the job I do helps me reach out to people on the level where they can understand. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Because there is, you know, I have seen a lot of people resign and go into creating change mm. and they are so frustrated because when they speak to these people, they feel like they're hitting a wall. Yeah. Why? Because you remember there are two systems here. There is a system outside of the system and there is a system that is inside the box. Yeah. And for you to be able to reach to the people in there, you must make sure that you know their language and understand them you you need to understand them i completely understand where you're coming from definitely because it's the whole the fundamental principle with uh within this problem that we have within africa and let's talk about that right now because racism not even racism um classism or whatever like the fact that we're against each yeah. other's countries and all and yes. the perceptions that we have within african countries within african countries like we don't understand each other what is the solution Look, the solution is to be able to transform lives mm. and transform minds. Mindsets, cultivating those mindsets. I always say, 
there are three things that would drive change. Yeah. Now, whatsoever change is transformed by these three things. Number one is the mindset. Yeah. You, we cannot be driving change if our mindsets mm. are not yet transformed. Yeah. An African child needs to know the values of Africa. Yeah. An African child needs to know the the system and the evils of the system. An yeah. African child needs to know that there are distractions in this life. Mm. Racism, xenophobia, those are distractions from African development. Mm. Straight up. I agree with you. Straight this guy. I don't understand. Yeah. Why didn't we get him like two years ago? Like I don't understand. Like, <laughs> why didn't I meet you two years ago? <laughs> like, yeah. No, it's exactly I mean so this is why now we young people it starts with you and me. Yeah. Now, while I do a lot of leadership, my stream is personal leadership. Mm. I, I do not go into organization to provide them with leadership as a, as, as a corporation. Yeah. I want to touch individuals in a group. Yeah. And my belief is simply this. If a human's individual personal values are right, mm. the community becomes right. Exactly. So it's all about starting with your friend. Your next friend, the friend impacting the other, telling them that we are Africa. We are not South Africa, Zimbabwe, Zambia. We are African. Africa. Mm. And Africa has its own values that we stand for. And we need to stand together as Africans because this is the wealthiest continent in the world and we're being taken advantage of. Definitely. Yeah. We're being taken All the people that are coming against us yeah. are standing up yeah. together. Yeah. It's and crazy. It's crazy. And we, the only way Africa is so much behind from the world is because our, our Africans are divided. Yeah. I always, yes, I, yes. I, I always say, uh, should I say it? Yeah. Let me say it. Say it. I yeah. always say every African country, actually every African citizen is, is very xenophobic. Mm. Mm. It's just that some parts like South Africa and Nigeria are bold enough to express mm. it. Straight. <laughs> those boils down to indifference if, again. If if anybody needed to know what bars are, yeah, those were bars, and they were dropped. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they were dropped. Yeah, yes, but that's very true. That's very true. And why I believe that is because, you know what? You go to Zambia and you say, "I'm South African. I'm here to start a new life." People look at you funny. Yeah, you they'll know? judge you straight uh, up. Uh, uh, why? Why do you mm. want to judge me? Africa, I'm an African. Whether I'm white or black, yeah. I'm an African. Exactly. This is all I know. Africa is all I know. I know that you have a neighbor. If you don't have salt, you go and ask there. Mm. That is Africa. That is what we know. We know about, I mean, look at the South African national anthem. Yeah. How many countries mm. share that anthem? Yeah. Zambia sings the same anthem. Mm. Tanzania sings the same anthem. But we find people come from outside. We find this. Did system. you know that? Wait, wait, wait. I didn't know that. Did you know that? I Lynn? didn't. That is powerful. But when you think about it, yes. Yeah. God bless Africa. In yes. essence, it's God bless Africa. The tune. If yeah. you go on your net and download the tune, the words must be utter, might be different here and there, but yeah. the tune is so much the same. We, <laughs> we are dancing mm. the same dance. What? While fighting each other. Mm. Why are we fighting each other? Why are we fighting each this other? This world system, the system. has... It's been oppressing us. Definitely. Yeah. It's time to be woke, guys. It's time to be woke. Because yeah. if we're not awake to the fact that we are in the system, I can't. I mean, look at the economic, uh, uh, what is this? Distraction. Yeah. For instance, credit. Mm. We are distracted by things like credit. You know, 
being able to buy things unnecessarily that we can't afford just to drive us down back into the hole. To be caught up in that trap. Of not being able to afford anything and go back to the system of, no, go get a job, be employed. So in essence, we can't actually follow what we want to do because we've got this credit and we need to pay these bills. Definitely. I mean, there are very some people that advertising luxurious living do not even live luxuriously. They're advertising them to us. And the wealthiest people are not trying to be flashy and luxurious like that. That's the thing. And I think that's what, those are the loopholes of the system. This is why we need to understand. For example, poverty. Poverty itself is one of the things that are really driving us crazy and fighting against against each other. Because now, here's a young generation of powerful people in mm. Africa, who buy clothes with the money they do not have yeah. to impress people they hate. Yeah, <laughs> I, no. those are the crises that we are facing with with our generation. Indifference. Exactly. I, I will stress it more and more. So basically, we are in. So when you look at the we don't hate unemp- each other. Yes, we when you look at the unemployment other. rate, we are angry at the indifference. Yeah, we're we're angry at the fact that it's not fair because yes. there's so much difference. And we're angry at the fact that we don't understand the other person. But we want an an, an initiating leader of a president. Yeah. But why don't we initiate ourselves anyway? Yeah. We, we, we are angry. We are angry that we are being underused mm. by ourselves. Okay, so I don't need to ask this question, but I'm going to ask it straight up. Do we need a revolution or reformation? You said it straight up. We need a reformation, one person at a time, where we change each and every person's individual yeah. uh, mindset to realize that this is not about you or like uh, trying to oppress somebody else, but rather you cultivating the person next to you and the person next to you cultivating the next person. Mm. And in essence, each and every one of us leaving our mark on the people around us. What do you have to say to them? Look, I love revolution. Mm. But you see, revolution is, we do not need to be forceful about the change. Because... If we need revolution, let it be individual revolution. Yes. Mm. What we need as a society, as an African society, is the reformation. Going in there, showing people, look, we we are not fighting that the ANC gets out of power. Mm. We're not fighting. We do not have time for another mm. 20 years yeah. of transform of 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 that yeah. kind of a revolution yeah, exactly what about we within the anc take ownership mm-hmm. there's so many leaders within there all they need is Great the reformation leaders. of thinking yeah yes this Great leaders. Think. they yeah. need to think beyond oh, themselves that's, that's all yeah i mean thinking beyond themselves think beyond themselves. i mean that's the vision of africa and that changes everything when you say i'm an african you are saying i'm a human being not created for myself exactly Those okay ubuntu Ubuntu, we need to embrace each other and take ownership for our problems. But guys, you know, it's been an hour. It's been a session. Axon, thank you so much for joining us. We need to get you again. I feel like it's the shortest hour of the week. It really felt short. It always is short. Did it it finish? It's over, my guy. It's over. And we've been talking for about 35 minutes. But before we wrap up, before we wrap up, what are your last words to Africa before you become president of Zambia? This will be recorded in history. What are your words? Recorded in history. Let me think about the three things I want to leave uh, the listeners with. Number one, if you're not addicted to success, you are definitely distracted from it. Mm. Number two, the essence of life is to discover that one thing that you were born to die for Mm. and then thrive to live for it. The third one is an 
the world solution we are looking for is not in politics, it's not in economics, it's not in anything. It is in spirituality. When we understand that we are spiritual beings that are renting a body and start interacting on a spiritual level where there is no conflict of interest, Africa will go forward. Axon Mwami is my name. The and thinker, the author, and the speaker. Thank you so much, Axon Mwami. This has been a session. My name is sure. Lele and Sampiwe. This is Gentleman by Choice. It's been a session. We'll see you next week. Signing out. This is CliffCentral.com.